0: Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Eat, Pray, podcast. I'm your host, Chalene Carter, and I am so stoked to get on here today and share with you a little bit about something that I feel very pulled towards and called to over the past several years. I even built a program based around it. Um, There is a lot of talk right now about masculine and feminine energies, especially in the spiritual world, um, yogic kind of realm that exists within all of us. So when I speak of, I want to kind of break this down. So when I speak of masculine and feminine energies, or you hear someone saying like the divine feminine, what they're speaking about is not necessarily man or woman. So it's not necessarily associating with a specific gender as opposed to specific energies, ways of being, feelings, those types of things. So all of us have within us duality. Right? There is always a hard and a soft. There's always that yin and yang. Um, you know, you can be a very empathetic person and still be a very strong willed person. There's always going to be this balance of both. And knowing when to lean into each of those is really where you become a master of your own self. So the masculine energies, even within a woman, I speak pretty openly about living in a very masculine energy for long periods of time especially throughout my um 20s so the masculine energy is going to be more of the to-do list you're very high achieving and really place a lot of value on mastery of skills you're very singularly focused um authoritative figure discipline grounded a very rational conscious mind Um, it's a lot of times associated with the atmosphere. And the, so it's the Shiva as opposed to the female or feminine energy is in yoga referred to as the Shakti. So they really balance each other out. A lot of times this is kind of related to more of the, atmosphere right there's constantly the sky there's constantly planets there's constantly moons they're always there so when the masculine is out of balance what you really start to observe is you're placing a lot of value on achieving You have a tendency to overcommit to things. So this can even show up in overcommitment of time. So you're saying, yeah, 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 I'll be there. I'll be at this birthday party. I'm going to go then to dinner with this person. I'll meet up with drinks with this person. And then you can meet me here. And And you're late for everything. You're not fully present because you're so ready to move on to the next. You've really overcommitted and overextended your energy for the day. And that comes with wanting to do the most be the most achieve the highest Um, it's kind of a one-upping type of feel masculine imbalances can show up as um, when you aren't busy and you feel very lost so that need and that urge to really fill up your calendar because space and alone time and the serenity and contemplative reflective time is almost suffocating um I know many people especially this is the day and age of I'm so busy being like a badge of honor that when they have that downtime they're not sure what to do and as the media it's become so cool to like Netflix and chill or just sit and scroll for hours or um you know, binge watch things. And not that there's anything wrong with any of those things, but you're doing it to shy away from feeling things, which is the more feminine. So if you have a masculine imbalance, it can also um, present itself as lack um, lack of creativity. You feel... Kind of burnt out, you devalue creativity. So, for those who are maybe in a more CEO business, I work on the computer a lot, um, there's a lot of spreadsheets happening. You really don't value the creative process of someone maybe who paints or who writes or who's an artist or some form of expression in that way as like a real job. I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see me. But you really just don't value those things as being ways of expression to you. Expression means like we're numbers, we're, we're here. And you really have a hard time seeing that opposite side and that value of that creativity, that flow, that softness, that like really deep conversation that you're just having this beautiful exchange between two humans. You have a hard time being in that space because you're so concerned with the time on your watch and where you have to be next. If you're imbalanced within the masculine, you also have a really hard time carving out some time during your day for some type of play, some type of pleasure, some type of enjoyment that literally has no agenda. (laughs) Again, being in this age of so busy, we have a tendency to not place any value or create any time for being in nature. For literally just, I mean, you're going... A lot of people make plans to go have drinks, but it's almost to like unwind, not really for pleasure and enjoyment. It's that you're wound up so tight, you almost need this release. And then you end up going to get cocktails and talking about your job and everything that's got you all wound up. So we also see this as not taking pleasure in food, in drink, in company where you the, the greatest thing I have ever done for really like beginning to observe and beginning to implement more play and more observance of just the subtle pleasures in life is, this is going to sound stupid, but try it and you guys will thank me later, is what's called in yoga teacher training, it's um, they talk about a yoga meal. Um, so I teach this in one of my programs as well, but I, we talk about you take the bite of food, you put your fork down and you chew the entire bite, and you swallow, and then you pick up your fork, and then you, and you're sitting down. There's a few moments of, if you want to pray over your food, or if you want to give thanks, or whatever you want to do to kind of just show appreciation that you have food to put in your mouth, which a lot of people in this world can't say, They can't say that they have a fridge full of food and pantries and that are stocked full. They can't say that. So just taking that moment to be reflective and appreciative and grateful for what you have. And then moving forward, literally one bite at a time. It has been so monumental for me to begin to experience flavors more deeply Um, when I was very, very much in a masculine imbalance I couldn't tell you I mean fast food and eating in my car was like every single day probably more meals than sitting down and actually just eating. Um, I also come from a uh, beauty industry background and so I'm just shoveling my face with food between clients I this is I'm going to share this with you guys and it is okay if you think that this is unsanitary but I would take a protein bar, in the bathroom stall and go to the bathroom while I was eating my protein bar because I just didn't have time to do both. I didn't have time to go to the bathroom and then go in the break room and sit down and take a moment between clients. So when I say I've experienced all of these things, I'm sharing them with you and I'm sharing experience so that you can also recognize maybe where it's showing up in your life. They don't always show up the same. You may not be peeing in a bathroom stall with a, a protein bar, but <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. I don't want it, that for anyone. <laughs> it's a very rough time. Um, but what happened is I recognized that I didn't experience the sensation of taste. Like I, I, I didn't enjoy my coffee. In the morning now, I can literally smell it. I can smell... My creamer in it. I can smell the coffee parts. I like. I fully enjoy experience of eating. That is a really great and easy way for you to start to swing out of maybe a really severe masculine imbalance. Um, even when we're sitting talking at dinner, a lot of times you're just talking, shoveling in food. So maybe. Chatting or whatever before the meal, but once the food comes, really limiting or completely eliminating conversation, maybe not all the time, especially if you sit down as a family, but just being present with what you're doing, just experiencing the food, this can severely impact your awareness of the present moment and it allow you to really experience things a little bit more fully. So when you start doing simple things like this that you do all the time, like eating, it will begin to trickle over into other areas of your life. You're able to be a little bit more spontaneous. Um, you're able to really like hear things. This is one thing I love when I teach yoga. I love in savasana. So at the end you're laying, you're resting, you're you're in a very zen-like state, right? So you're just experiencing the subtle body, so not necessarily your physical body, but more of your spiritual body, your energetic body. And at that point, with your eyes closed, you shut down that sense, sounds, smells, trickling of sweat on your skin, all of that becomes so much more vibrant. So making these little shifts in your life where you can experience things more fully will allow you to invite the more feminine energy into your life where maybe right now the masculine is almost overpowering. Um, Masculine imbalances also show up as lack of spontaneity, burnt out, feeling burnt out in your career frequently. It's normal every once in a while to be like, ugh, I'm kind of at a block. Um, there's a difference between feeling blocked in your career or your creation. If you're an entrepreneur, um, versus feeling literally burnt out. So a lot of times that'll show up too as impatience. You're very quick to be reactive. And this is a huge one, especially because it's running rampant in our society right now is anxiety or feeling. Living in the fear of the unknown. That is what anxiety is. So when you experience feelings of anxiety, it is usually brought on by uncertainty of future events. You maybe have experienced something in the past. You are possibly going to experience it again. And maybe the first experience was not good. So now you're projecting what could be in the future in the present moment before it is happening. You are physically beginning to experience the same feelings as a prior experience and already placing it upon something that has not happened yet. We, anxiety, the feelings of anxiety show up physically as a last, as a last um, example. So you experience anxiety on much deeper levels first, and they were probably very small when you were younger. Um, I've shared many times that I, my poor, poor like nurse at school, my poor mom, the first week of first grade, I spent pretty much the entire week in the nurse's office because my stomach was so upset, and I was crying, and my, you know, telling, telling the nurse, like, I just don't feel good. I feel like I'm going to throw up, but I can't. Um, and I don't have a fever. Like I literally have no signs except for my tummy is just bothering me and I'm emotionally upset now. And so she would call my mom. My mom's like, well, she doesn't have a fever. Like she's not throwing up. Um, she needs to stay at school. My mom's working and, and I have siblings and things like that. And she's like, she's probably, you know, it's okay. Like she's, she's fine, which as a parent, you is good. Like you can't pick your kids up every time they're like, mm, I'm just not feeling so hot. It's like, you shouldn't have probably ate, you know, she shouldn't have snuck all those snacks after breakfast. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but what was happening is for me, it always shows up as tummy. It's always my solar plexus. So right underneath my rib cage. That area becomes very uneasy, and I don't know how. Else, as an adult, I look back and I was like, "Oh, I was experiencing anxiety." But for so many of us, because it was fear of the unknown, I was first grade. I was in a different school. Um, I was. It was a whole new experience. There was just kind of a lot of shifts and changes going on in my life, and I now recognize as, as an adult that's what those are. The the you know clammy hands the upset stomach the the heart that's racing just a little bit the scattered thoughts now as an adult i recognize when that starts to happen it also shows up as excited so a lot of times when i've been had the opportunity to teach at some place or teach people that i'm like oh i cannot wait to have them in my class or I can't wait to have them at this ceremony that I'm holding. I know that we've talked about this. I think this is really going to help them. I get excited and the feelings are the exact same as anxiety. And as a society, we've associated anxiousness with bad, but anxiousness can also be excited and it can manifest in the exact same ways. But what happens is you're you've experienced something like this. So as an adult, when I started to recognize that I would experience feelings of anxiety towards certain things, what I had to do is go back and kind of look at why do I feel it was over stupid things as an adult, or now I look back and they're stupid, but I'm like, like paying a bill. Why I would put some of that off. I have no idea, but just to call, because this was, you know, when, online payments and automatic payments were just becoming a thing to call and make the payment and do all that, like literally gave me anxiety. I felt anxious. And I'm like, why do I feel like that? So as I kind of go back and I tracked, okay, well, this is actually coming from, um, places in my childhood, in my upbringing, in my issues around money, and things like that, what happened was I was like, okay, now in the present, I can address it. So instead of fearing every time I had to call, I was like, I'm gonna take the calling part out. I signed everything up for auto pay. I put down like just a little reminder thing in my calendar that alerted me it was gonna come out so I can make sure I have enough money in there. I've transferred whatever I need to transfer. I literally do not experience anxiety anymore about paying bills. It was something as simple as that, that, it wasn't the paying bills part that was the problem. It was that I had other things in my history that led me to feeling anxious around paying bills. And so when I eliminated that, it eliminated my anxiety. In our society right now, we're so afraid to kind of peel back the layers of what's going on underneath and do what, what's called shadow work. So this is like going back in my history and looking at the places that I'm like, okay, where did I feel uncomfortable before around money? Where do my thoughts around money come from? A lot of them come from your parents. They come from your upbringing. They come from the vocabulary and the verbiage that's used. So when you're feeling extra anxious about things and you're, you're almost overwhelmed daily, like saying I, this makes me feel anxiety i i have anxiety about this or whatever instead of just saying those things and continuing to project that energy and that overproductive masculine energy into the atmosphere what you can do is do the more feminine work look at where your roots come from where your feelings of anxiety around money come from or whatever it is for you so some people it's relationships some people it's eating food nutrition exercise. This can show up anywhere where you're having these feelings of anxiety is an overflow of masculine energy, too much thinking. So on the flip side, we also have the feminine. So we just talked about doing the more feminine work, addressing the shadow self, um, the parts that are in more in the subconscious. So the feminine is to create, it's a lot more of that softness flowing energy. There's a lot of depth and a lot of nurturing that comes from here. This is why when you're holding children and you're nurturing them, you're feeding them, you're holding them when they're sleeping, you feel a more depth of your soul type feeling you know, for me, it was always like when your arm was asleep and you just, I couldn't move. I, I, I couldn't like, I'll just take the dead arm. I'll let the baby sleep. It will be fine <laughs> because that depth of feeling for that child and that sweet reflective moment was so much more valuable it's being able to go with the flow, it's being more spontaneous, allowing spontaneity to trickle into all areas of your life, not being so rigid with your regimen. It's really great to have some type of routine and some type of plan, but on the flip side, if changing your plan makes you anxious, again, let's do a little bit more of that feminine flow work Adding in some of that feminine energy, where can you find moments of spontaneity that make that feel comfortable for you? So when those moments come up, your feelings of anxiety don't arise anymore. It's being more compassionate. The feminine is all about utilizing your deep intuition, tapping into yourself like that, the feelings of holding the baby. It doesn't necessarily have to be a baby, it could be a dog. Maybe you're maybe you're a dog mom or dad or a cat. Um, but those moments when time stands still, those conversations that flow effortlessly, and you look over and you're like, whoa, we have been talking for two hours, and it literally feels like 15 minutes. You're like, how did that happen? That is tapping into the feminine, it's allowing yourself to just be in completely subconscious flow coming from your base and your root of your spirit. So not, there's no judgment, there's no expectation. You're just being present and following what intuitively feels good. So great way to kind of work on this is also you could do it with eating. I, I utilize that a lot as an example because I teach people how to eat more mindfully I teach people how to kind of track their food and their intake and how things make them feel. So that way we can start to eliminate things from their diet that are not digesting well, that are creating imbalances within their bodies that are manifesting on their physical bodies on the outside. So even with food, like I notice, um, that for me, I can eat eggs but I, my stomach is upset when the yolk is in there. Egg whites do not bother my stomach. Everybody thinks when we go to a restaurant, like for breakfast and I order egg whites with my omelet that it's because I'm trying to be super healthy. And although that is definitely a perk and a benefit, the, when the yolk is added in for me, it doesn't digest well. It just doesn't. And noticing though, I was like, "Mm, this doesn't feel good. It, even then when I started to delve a little deeper into trusting my intuition and really utilizing some tools, I would eat something and I would notice for the next half hour, 40 minutes, how do I feel? Do I feel like I have energy? Do I feel like I, I'm like a rock is in my stomach that I am like rooted down to the ground? Do I feel like I am sleepy? Do I need to take a nap? Where? does, what does this food do for me? And how does it make me feel? The more that I did that, the more that I actually paid attention to those things that bothered me. And I naturally started to eliminate them from my diet, not intentionally, like I'm not eating this anymore. I didn't really push into that masculine of giving myself rules that way, but I push into the feminine of, I'm going to just eat what intuitively feels good. Being mindful of portions and stuff like that—that that all comes with intuitive eating, which is a really big buzzword right now. Um, but a lot of that is noticing how you feel. So the the feminine is also really associated with the weather. So we talked about how the masculine is the atmosphere, right? The earth, the sky, the moons. That yes, they're moving, but they're they're pretty they're pretty solid. The feminine is the weather. Always changing, always flowing, giving you what you need, taking away. There's this constant ebb and flow. And if you look at even in women, women are cyclical. They cycle every single month, they go through 13 cycles every single year. So tapping into that feminine is allowing those cycles of life that happen daily, monthly, weekly, over the course of the year to happen and to honor some of those. So we talked about doing shadow work. This is part of part of the feminine is the accepting the dark and light as whole parts of your being. So all of the good qualities that you normally like to share with everybody like I'm always on time or you know, I'm so reliable, whatever it is, but also noticing where there are parts of yourself that maybe at one point you deemed as a quote unquote bad quality, again, using air quotes, but you can't see me. Um, It is honoring that like, just like everything else, just like the moon going in cycles, this is why the feminine is often related to the moon and the masculine, the sun, is there is a beautiful cyclical nature about humans, right? We don't stay babies for the rest of our lives. We don't we're not born old people, unless you're Benjamin Button. And there is a constant ebb and flow, even in relationships. In, um, I especially am noticing it right now with my children. Um, the just cyclical nature of beings is really, really honorable and honoring that it's okay to not have a glorious day every single day. It's okay to be in a rut. And instead of being like, oh, it's just a bad day look at those opportunities look at them as a space for you and a container that you can create something great from you can transmute that energy into something more productive and more in alignment with what you're wanting for your life for your day for your year for your relationship or whatever you're working on so utilizing that shift like the weather, okay, you need rain to make plants grow, but you also need sun, right? You need both. You cannot have one without the other. Plants don't like, you know, be like, oh, listen, I'm not going to grow. There was moonlight again. I only want sunlight. Like they actually need the moon as well, just as much as they need the sun. Humans are the same way. So the way a feminine imbalance can show up for you is uh, gossip. So utilizing a lot of this kind of free-flowing energy, like we talked about the conversations that free flow, utilizing that for a, a way in which is not productive. So that flow of conversation, when it is beginning to take root into something that is unproductive, noticing that it's happening and instantly ejecting yourself from that. I don't wanna talk about this anymore. Like, you know, that, let that person, I'm gonna let, they're on their own journey. That's usually how I redirect all of those conversations when it starts to arise. I'm like, they got their own stuff going on. They're on their own journey. They gotta learn their own lessons. Like, it's not me. I'm not gonna take on anything. I'm not going to, I'm just like, yes, they may be in my wheelhouse of people, but their issues are not my issues. And if I talk about them, then I make them my issues and they're not, I don't want them. I got, I got my own stuff, right? So gossip, being flighty or being unreliable, right? Hey, um, yeah, I call me anytime. Well, I called you six times and you didn't answer and you didn't call me back for four days. So when you tell me that like, you're my truest friend and I can rely on you for anything, I'm relying on you to call me back. Like, really being true to your word. So being truthful and being honest in what you can and what you cannot give. So a lot of this comes with the imbalance of not having any boundaries. I feel like women especially have a tendency to allow for a lot less boundaries and have a harder time setting them. Um, So even I talk about being in masculine imbalance for a lot of my 20s, but I also had a feminine, I was imbalanced in feminine too. I was way more masculine in some areas and way too feminine in the others. And this showed up for me as not creating balance or boundaries, excuse me, being a people pleaser, being a yes person, even though you're like, oh, I just can't fit one more thing in my day. Committing to be there in 15 minutes when you're 45 minutes away. Being a half an hour late for something that you've committed to is a untruthful be a misrepresentation of you and your character. So setting boundaries, healthy boundaries of yes, this works for me. No, this doesn't is a really great way to actually have a masculine and feminine balance. Being indecisive is another one. Um, oh, I don't care. Oh, you know, those types of things. If you do care, <laughs> You have to share your truth, speak your voice. If you truly do not care, then that is totally an acceptable answer as well. If you're like, I could go either way, totally fine. But if it's something that means something to you and you're passionate about, don't allow your truth to be um, belittled or overpowered by others. If it is something that's important to you, even if it's just where you're going for dinner, speak up. that will help to create some more balance. So with the masculine and feminine, it's like, I'm not specific on like which Mexican restaurant. I just prefer Mexican food tonight. Like you don't have to be a dictator in the dinner decisions, but allowing your voice to be heard and still being able to be more fluid of like, hey, I'd really like Mexican, like, but you, you know, we can go to whichever Mexican restaurant you'd like. If you're, if you're cool with that, you know, just having, asserting your, your input, just making it known uh, brings back some of that balance. Um, this shows up, I think for so many people and especially entrepreneurs, Being in the feminine comes with a lot of creativity, a lot of ideas, a lot of multi passionate people. But having no masculine direction to it allows you to have a lot of really great ideas that go nowhere. So your follow through is non existent, right? So you've got these great ideas. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to start a podcast. And You just don't follow through. You don't buy the mic. You don't, you know, figure out, watch a YouTube channel on how to set it all up. You don't search out, you know, interviewers or interviewees. You don't put it out there that you're, you're just like, I'd really like to host a podcast. I'd really like to do this. I'd really, reeling that in, giving it some type of masculine structure so that you can creatively put into words and into fruition what you're wanting to create, Um, feminine imbalance can also show up as placing importance on the emotional investment in things. So for masculine, it's being very reactive in a way that's like quick and no, and like not really taking the full assessment of the situation, but just reacting out of subconscious patterns. Whereas the feminine is you're overthinking it. You're overthinking the situation. You're literally picking apart every little thing of possibility. And then you're becoming indecisive. You're becoming wishy-washy. You're becoming all of these things because you're too much invested in the emotional aspect. So it is reeling it back the great way to create balance is having an experience, something that triggers you. Um, and then instead of reacting, so we're, we don't want to be in our masculine imbalance either, but we also don't want to be in the feminine where we're overthinking it and, and creating all of these unnecessary emotional, energetically charged emotions. We look at it for what it is. I feel best creating this boundary or, or making this decision. Because of A, B, and C, this is what I stand for. These are my morals. This is my whatever. And then moving forward with an action. So I feel like it's a different kind of reactivity that comes from a more overthinking emotional place um, rather than where the masculine imbalance comes from a, this is my usual, I'm just going to say this, do this, and not really have a full bird's eye view of the situation, right? So imbalances for reactivity, but just in different ways. I wanted to bring these masculine and feminine energies to light pretty early on in my podcast because I feel that there is so much kind of misunderstanding and a lot of these, these terms are kind of being thrown out there and you're like, okay, well um, now how do I go about fixing them? Or how do I go about like, I see that I'm doing this, but I don't, I don't know what that means. So I hope that this past, you know, 30 minutes or so has kind of illuminated some of the ways that a, you can start to notice some of the imbalances and recognize that that is totally normal. (laughs) When we talk about creating balance, please understand if like, there's a constant ebb and flow of all of your energy, whether it's masculine, feminine, whether you're creating, whether, you know, anything like that, you're going to have, there's not going to be this where you have complete balance of your life at all times. Um, I give the example of a starting businesses, b, um, raising children. There's when I first had my babies, I was definitely much more in the feminine They needed more nurturing. They required a lot of me. I was a single parent. They needed my more feminine energy, that more soft, deep, nurturing, flow, compassionate, empathetic energy. That's what I needed to give. But there are times when you need to step out of that, when I needed to build a business to provide for my children, that I definitely stepped into the masculine. And so, yes, that imbalance, I think, that imbalance when it's noticed, that's your opportunity that, that the universe is telling you or the divine is telling you, okay, this has served you. Now let's learn and move forward. Right? So there are times when you do things that you're like, why, when you start to notice, why did I do this? Or why am I being this way? Or why does this make me feel this way? When you're noticing them, that that's your opportunity. That's when when it's time for you to make the shift. Nothing ever happens out of order and that you are never too late or too early in your life. You are just right on time. So knowing that the constant ebb and flow creates this beautiful dance and balance of yes, sometimes I'm swinging more this way. That way I can swing the other way. This allowed this You know, get shit done mentality allowed me to create and cultivate a lot of income and abundance in my life so I can step into the feminine. I can now make more time for play, create more balance. So I don't ever want you to think that your life is going to be perfectly balanced because I've got news for you it's not. But where can you find that opportunity and just kind of notice your thought process? and the way that you show up in your life and how you can create a more neutral space for you in the areas that need to be at that time. So again, like it's never going to be completely balanced. Like look at Olympians. They didn't become Olympians because they're like, you know what, I'm also gonna, I'm gonna dabble a little in shot put and then I'm gonna dabble a little in ice skating. I'm gonna dabble, no. They were singularly focused on their gold medal. And then afterwards they very much focus on recovery, more the feminine and like all of those things. So there is going to be this surge of one and this surge of the other, and that is okay. But when you live perpetually in one versus the other, it creates very strong imbalances, not only in the mind, but also in the physical body too. And this is where as a personal trainer and yoga teacher, I see it show up most often. Um, so that's why a lot of my Individualized program, we're working with creating imbalance or creating a more balance in their physical bodies because there's also a spiritual imbalance of energy. So, where can you find and notice kind of some of these, and where can you really shift and create an opportunity for expansion in your life and create a more harmonious, equanimous mind? I challenge you today to just kind of begin to notice like, where do you feel like you step into the masculine? Where do you feel like you step into the feminine, the more flowing? um, And where you can really create that opportunity for change. I'd love to know. You can always find me on Instagram at Shalane Carter and we can have a chat there. Or if you're interested in keeping up with all the freebies and free trainings and things like that, you can also head over to the Eat, Pray, Slay Collective on Facebook. It's a free private Facebook group where I do trainings and I just share and talk. We do live, live coaching sessions and all sorts of fun things. So you can always find me over there. Until next time, have a stellar day.